You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Blitz is defined as a sudden, savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation, man-to-man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts, Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk <laughs> man. I back it up. And we are chock full of that, man. Damn right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold sets up. If you're going to blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. Coming strong with another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7. I am Jeff Howe, and let's not waste any time and let me bring in the rest of the team for this latest adventure on the podcast. He is the master of the soundboard, the drama machine extraordinaire, our lead research analyst on Longhorn Blitz, and a daily fantasy guru. He is Matt Butler. How are you, sir? Doing pretty well, man. How about yourself? Not too shabby. And the third member of our team, our lockdown corner here on Longhorn Blitz. Lifetime Longhorn, 2002 Youth All-American, 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award. Fourth-round draft choice of the New York Giants back in 2003. Spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, and a year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL. When he was done with football, he got himself back to Austin, Texas, and the 40 Acres where he earned his degree. Whenever that T-ring comes in, we will make sure he wears it proudly. Nevertheless, he is a card-carrying member of DBU. And when you get that All-American honor recognized by the NCAA, they make sure you get one of those black cards. Number 21 in your program. Number one in your hearts, Mr. Rod Babers. Rod, I... Uh, intro, brother, as always. Rod, I don't think there's a there's a black card in your wallet that says 2002 All-American, is there? No, but I wish they made those. That'd be cool. That'd be like that uh, that NFL card used to have in the league because the Players Association gives you an NFL yeah. card. And, man, I mean... You know, I didn't flash it very often, but every now and then you can just kind of let somebody see it peek into your wallet <laughs> when you have that NFL card. And you'd be surprised, man. You get a table some places that you can't get in some doors that you usually can't. So I do miss the days of having that NFL card, man. Now I can have the NFL alumni card, which is still pretty cool. The NFL alumni card is pretty cool. But uh, the NFL player card is uh, is player player. No, yeah. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we don't give you a card for subscribing to Longhorn Blitz, but thank you for everybody who does. Uh, if you're not a subscriber to this podcast, search anywhere you get your podcast, search Horns 24-7 Podcast uh, and hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to uh, leave us a five-star review, if you will. It would be greatly appreciated to get every episode of State of Recruiting, the flagship, and Longhorn Blitz. And also get over to Horns 24-7 right now. We have an offer. If you're not a subscriber, we've got an offer right now. It's a bundle with a discount on your yearly subscription and all access and, and uh, access to CBS All Access, which in the next few days is going to be rebranded to Paramount Plus. So Paramount Plus will be included in your Horns 24-7 subscription. Get over to the site before March the 4th, before Thursday, because once this deal goes away, I don't know that we're ever going to bring it back again. So get over to the site right now and take advantage all that a little horns 24 7 24 7 sports network and cbs all access slash paramount plus if you're not already taking advantage 
of that. Guys, last week when we left off, we said we were going to get into some spring football preview stuff, and that's about as good of a place as any to start. We're about three weeks out from the start of spring practice, and I want to start on defense, Rod, and I want to start in the secondary because we talked about a few individual guys, but I don't know that we talked about that group as a whole. And one of the things that I'm fascinated to see, we did touch on this a few weeks ago. One of the things I'm fascinated to see is the relationship between Pete Kwiatkowski and Terry Joseph because one of the things that made that Washington defense so good was the relationship between Pete Kwiatkowski and Jimmy Lake tying the front end with the back end defensively. And we know how good some of those Washington defenses were. So I say all that to say this, Rod, when you start looking at the secondary, and we will defer to you on all secondary matters to be our voice of reason since you did play that position at a very high level on the 40 acres. Is it depth? Is it frontline talent? What are, What is your big concern, question mark, theme, overriding question, what have you heading into spring practice? Um, no, I really, in terms of the secondary, um, I really do want to try to find, you know, that natural cover guy too. I think that's a concern for me. I, I don't know if Josh Thompson or even Deshaun Jameson has really fulfilled that role. Uh, I think Darian Dunn has a really good opportunity to be one of Texas' best kind of natural cover guys, a guy that can just cover man-to-man. They don't really have that. That's all. That's a true yeah. asset when you have a guy that you know can hold up in man-to-man coverage. Uh, we'll see if Darian Dunn can fulfill that role, but that's something I've been really interested in as a player. I mean, that was – kind of my role, right? And I, when we played, we had a few guys that can just straight up cover man-to-man, made things easier across the board. In RPO world, ideally, that's what you would like in your secondary, those 5-2 DBs that can all, uh, when they need to, lock up on a guy man-to-man, uh, give you that numbers advantage. Uh, but in terms of the secondary, I'm with you. Jimmy Lake, we know, is, uh, who's been well-respected, uh, now the, you know, the, um, you know, the head coach for Washington, but well-respected as a secondary mind and the way that him and Kwiatkowski would sync up their schemes with the front um, and the the back end uh, being so in line and having so much uh, alignment I guess I should say it's a word I hate to bring back the time <laughs> uh, they were they were it was really really seamless uh, and it worked really well together to be able to confuse opposing quarterbacks with the pre-snap and then their post-snap looks uh, we'll see with Kwiatkowski without Jimmy Lake there with him, and Jimmy Lake and him worked well together. I think they both benefited from each other uh, uh, just as much as you know Jimmy Lake benefited from Kwiatkowski. Kwiatkowski benefited from having Jimmy Lake there. That's why he was a fast riser. We'll see if Terry Joseph, as now the passing game coordinator, he'll fulfill that role with Kwiatkowski if they have that synergy, uh, if they have that, you know, that synchronicity together where, you know, they do have that flow, that alignment between the back end and between the front end. So I, I really, you know, Terry Joseph, I know he's well-respected as a recruiter and as a developer of talent. Um, but now as a, you know, at the past game coordinator role with Kwiatkowski, it's going to be interesting to see how they merge their ideas together. Uh, but I, I mean, both of those guys, I, Kwiatkowski, I think it's a, a freaking genius. So I'm a big fan of Kwiatkowski. I think he can make almost anything work. If there's going to be an issue, I think 
I think my finger of pointing will be at Terry Joseph first before it goes to Kwiatkowski, especially in a past happy Big 12. You know how that goes. Yeah, so thinking about that, Rod, when you talk about you know the the true cover guy, and I know Coach Aquino always told you guys it's an insult if somebody calls you a cover corner. You should try to be yeah. a DB. But you think about, like, even in recent years, like the Muschamp defenses to me, that's not really what I'm talking about because they were just chock full of secondary guys that ended up playing in the NFL. Like the, the, the runs of good de- Texas defenses that we've seen recently, right? Like you go to 2011. I can't bind them, played at like a first-team all-Big 12 level. Yeah, I remember that. up the opponent's number one receiver. Like you go, yep. to four, go to 14, and Rob, remember like the experiment with Mikel Thompson at corner, and then we realized, oh, when you get in some contact lenses and just put him on an island, he's, he's not a bad football player at all, and ended up getting drafted. Uh, you know, you go to Quandre Dix. <laughs> yeah, you, you go to seventeen and go to the seventeen defense. We talk about Holton Hill was playing hell at an all American level before yeah. before he got suspended. So each really good tech, you know, there there are certain things, Rod, they have that all the really good Texas defenses that we've seen in the last decade, the the two or three that really stand out. Like the one thing you point out astutely, they all had kind of that rock of Gibraltar in the middle of the defense, right? Whether it's Keith mm-hmm. Randall or Malcolm Brown, or Puna Ford, but they also had that one guy that you could trust to say, hey, go lock up the other team's number one receiver, whether it's like Carrington Bynum and the job he did on you know, Jeff Fuller, Justin Blackman, all the guys they faced in that 11 season, or, or Holton Hill in 17, what have you. Like they, They've always had that guy. I'm with you, Rod. I don't, I don't know that we've seen that guy, and, and when I think about it, like if Darian Dunn's going to be that guy, I would like to see them in spring practice basically exhaust every possible option to see if he is that guy, because that will do two things. One, see if he can handle it. And two, I'll get back on my soapbox about this. I would love to see them just move Deshaun Jamison to multiple spots, hmm. put him in, put him in the best position possible to where he can make plays on the ball because he's probably Rod. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's your best ball Hawk on the back end. Oh so yeah. If, if you, de- if you decide nickel or, deep safety or whatever is the best position to put him at to where he can impact the game. If I'm, if I'm Blake Gideon and Terry Joseph, that's what I want to do with Deshaun Jameson is figure out where he can best impact the game and then fill in the rest of my secondary accordingly. Yeah, no, I, I've always liked that idea. And you've, you've been, you've been talking about that for a while now that Deshaun Jameson's versatility and his ball hawking ability need to be maximized. And sometimes he can be exploited, just leaving him out there at corner, um, whether it be you decide he's a boundary corner or a field corner, he can be exploited in that way. Um, And I don't think he's a, you know, a shutdown corner guy either. I don't know if they have that kind of player on the team Uh, to your point about the really good defenses, 2017, 2014, 2011. When you have one of those guys, I mean, football is a numbers game, right? This is what Kwiatkowski builds his scheme on. Same thing Brandon Staley uh, is, you know, popularizing in the NFL, create one-on-one matchups in the running game. Um, and two-on-one matchups in the passing game. The only way to do that is to have guys that demand the double team on the front end and guys that that, that can isolate and take away and neutralize on the back end in one-on-ones. And that's having a guy like a a corner that can just hold up in man coverage that allows you to adjust your scheme, right? Then you can allocate resources to other weaknesses or more exploitable areas of your defense. When he's got Alfred Collins and Keandre Coburn in the middle, they're going to 
Man, they're going to demand a double team. Hell, if both those guys don't demand it, one of those guys will. So that'll create your right. numbers advantage right there. That's where Kwiatkowski starts. And yeah. then he's scheming up all the other one-on-one matchups in the running game. So finding a guy that can match up on the back end um, is it, further exacerbates the numbers advantage that you're trying to win, creating those two-on-ones in the passing game. But I, I don't know if Texas has that guy. That There's going to be a, a, a place for Texas to be exploited potentially in the back end, in the Big 12 with all the new renovated passing offense. I think about Jeff Grimes is coming to Baylor uh, from BYU. He's a really good offensive co- coordinator. Um, so that'll be a renewed offensive performance. Now you got uh, Sonny Cumbie and Doug Meacham now at different spots in the Big 12 with their air, uh, their versions of the air raid. And, of course, Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley. Mike Gundy will always have something for you, too. And the different hybrid uh, you talk about the hybrid spreads all the time, and Matt Campbell has one of the most unique in the country. So uh, I think if Texas will yeah. be exploited, yeah, it'll start there in the back end. They don't really—I don't think—I don't know if Darian Dunn is the guy that can shadow a wide receiver either. I don't know if he's going to be that guy. I do trust him that he may end up being the best cover man for Texas, but shadowing a receiver in a past happy world—I mean, that's LSU type stuff, Ohio State, Ohio State type stuff. I, I don't know if Texas yeah. has DBs of that caliber just yet, you know. Yeah, and in college, just across all of football, there are very few guys, even at the NFL level, that are going to be at that level to be that shadow corner. And I think you brought up a great point whenever talking about Deshaun Jameson. And if, say, Jameson was a guy that was such a great cover corner that you didn't want to take it away from that position, so then it would be possibly deficient or a drop down, well, that'd be an issue. But if we're talking about a guy that has, say, a flaw or two, but you know he's a really good playmaker, really good on the ball, be able to ball hawk and identify and be one of the best 11 players on the field, well, put him at that other position where the only thing is a perceived slight being his size, but if you're getting the best 11 on the field, we've already seen by spinning over shown down from that position and then looking at the ability to have guys across the board that are all playmakers if it makes your best 11 it really could make it be an upgrade for the whole because you're replacing a guy like Jamison with another guy that may have a flaw but could also be satisfactory and if you raise that safety position with the playmaker it could unlock the 11. Man I'm glad you brought that up because the guy that I'm thinking about there's two guys I've been thinking about on the back end one is Deshaun Jamison and just again like I said maximizing his ball hawking ability and his ability to play the ball. Because, look, we've seen when he gets his hands on the football, he can make things happen. And that's incredibly valuable in in the game today. The other guy I'm thinking about, and, Matt, you mentioned it in terms of, you know, last year we saw the experiment with DeMarvin Overshone ends up working out at linebacker, and he spent him down. And, Rod, you talked about kind of the game, even at the NFL level, it's shifting more to positionless football and just getting, you know, length and athleticism on the field, no matter if a guy's a safety or linebacker or whatever. Like, how does B.J. Foster fit into this defense going mm. forward? Because I, I feel like this defensive staff, just looking at Pete Kwiatkowski's track record, his background, I think he would probably have some of the same opinions of the safety position at Texas that Chris Ash did, which I know when Chris Ash and that staff got to Texas, they felt like with guys like B.J. Foster and Overshone at safety and Tyler Owens, like Texas was too big at safety to kind of fit the kind of where football is Mm -hmm. headed and and to be able to properly defend people. And I think we can all agree. If you're putting your best 11 on the field, 
B.J. Foster is one of your best 11. There's no question about that. Rod, I just don't know really where he fits right now and what the best fit for him is. Yeah, I mean, Chris Adamora, I think, is in that situation too, right? Chris Adamora yeah, is yeah. probably. Well, I think, and they could be guys that manufacture depth. A guy like Foster, would it be outlandish to say he could be a backup to uh, Overshone? Have him be a guy that's a backup at safety. Have Adamora be, say, if he isn't, say, your perfect nickel back, be your backup at nickel. Something along those lines to where the way that you platoon and split snaps, you can back up three positions and play starter-type minutes or starter-type snaps, if you will, if you take it from, like, an NBA rotational view. You can also, because of how unique the skill sets are of those DBs we're talking about, right? Deshaun Jameson, ball hawking ability, and, um, you know, his versatility. It just as an overall athlete, right? Um, you talk about Chris Adamora, who's huge. Man, did he get up to 215, 220, um, basically? That's a linebacker. <laughs> he, he's a, Yeah, exactly. He's a big 12 linebacker for a lot of teams out there, even though, you know, he can cover like a defensive back. And then, of course, you got B.J. Foster, who has the physicality and the mentality of a linebacker, and he hits that way. Uh, but he's got the body and the skills of a defensive back. I think in the big 12, depending on the matchup, you just and you've been talking about it, Jeff, the hybrid spreads, right? They've, they've evolved from the, the air raid tree, but now we've got these hybrid spreads like Matt Campbell with his multiple tight end sets and Lincoln Riley with, you know, what I call it kind of the 50-50 air raid because he's running it as much as he's throwing it. And, you know, you got with the... Uh, Neil, now the Neil Brown. Neil Mike Brown Gundy, oh, yeah, Neil Brown is a really versatile one. But, yeah, Mike Gundy, of course, always has his air raid-ish type offenses but you know everything's a little it all these hybrid spreads are a little bit different they present different problems a lot of them are trying to stay more balanced and run the football the big 12 may have the best crop of running backs in the college football next season when you look mm-hmm. at Bree Hall and what Bijan robinson is doing and De- deuce vaughn and you know whoever the hell oklahoma trots out there is gonna be seth mcgowan <laughs> yeah yeah you know what i mean so i you you, you well, they got eric gray they got eric gray the tennessee transfer yeah, yeah. I mean, so you got all these hybrid guys. I mean, they may be ex- exactly what the doctor ordered in this hybrid spread league that you're in. Huh. And depending on the matchup week to week, like you said, maybe Deshaun Jameson this week, maybe he needs to go and start in the nickel because they got a really speedy, fast guy because you're going up against, uh, you know, Doug Meacham and Sonny Cumbie's version of the air raid and they got a little slot water bug in there. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe next week it's going to be Chris Adamore in there because you're going up against tight ends with the hybrid multiple spread of an Iowa State, right? And 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 when you're going up against K State, when K State trots out there, damn, uh, you know, t- 20 personnel or 21 personnel out there with an old school true fullback, you know, maybe you're going to need to bring Adamore and BJ Foster down into the box because you're going to need that physicality. I just think that you know the possibilities match mat, in terms of matchup specificity can be really, really advantageous to Kwiatkowski. And I know he's an outside-the-box problem solver. And with that much talent, he could just be licking his damn chops. It could be a, you know, more money, more problem situation where a guy a guy like Kwiatkowski can use it as an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, and I think if you look at the just current personnel – 
two guys that remind me right now of, well, one would be Buda Baker, the way he used him, and you've seen him in the NFL be used, and that's something that, like, an added more a body type is along those lines, just bigger Texas version of him. And then, I mean, this is going to sound outlandish because I'm not comparing the players, but the roles of what they do, if if it all clicks for Jamison and if he's as instinctive as some think he could be, that's the Teron Mathieu role, and that's what he did. I mean, Quandre Diggs, we saw here go from corner to safety, be able to play nickel and we've talked about this before but the way that if you talk about ball hawking skills and ability to make plays and a guy that doesn't necessarily fit the conformity but you're like no he has to be out there to make plays that's what Toron Matthew was his whole career and is being used so well in the NFL yeah no I mean I, I just yeah, in terms of the versatility of a, a great football player and athlete um I agree with Jeff you can move him around to, to I mean, honey badge is a, a you know just a different level of yeah. a football player um, For sure, but in terms of you know looking at a certain matchup for Deshaun Jameson week to week, maybe it's outside the corner. Maybe that week you want a guy, and I don't. I mean, I don't know what kind of range he has at safety. I imagine it's probably pretty good range. Yeah, I mean, being a return man, return ability. Yeah, I imagine he probably can cover a pretty good amount of space. And, you know, maybe you're looking at a guy that you just need to be able to keep the top on the defense that week. And the truth is, with Caden Stearns gone, I don't know if you necessarily guaranteed have that guy. Yeah, that, you need that. That sideline to sideline and has that kind of range. I mean, that was one of the beauties of having a guy like Caden Stearns, right? He did have, you know, elite range for his safety. You don't really have that. Maybe he can provide that some weeks. You know, I just think that, you know, leaving him out at – Josh Thompson, I know. But honestly, with Josh Thompson and Deshaun Jameson – uh, Darian Dunn, I haven't I haven't really researched enough whether he's ever played inside at nickel, but we know Josh Thompson's played inside. We know Deshaun Jameson can play inside. I mean, Jeff, you had you know theorized that when he first came in, he probably should have been put at nickel, um, and I didn't. I, I don't disagree with you on that. Um, I think those guys you can move around as chess pieces, try to find them favorable matchups. That's why I said if it would help to find you a great cover guy, find out who your best cover guy is that can just flat out cover who can also give you quality reps. I don't know if that's in your top four, five, six best DVs. I don't know. Maybe it's, mm -hmm. you know, Keaton Crawford. I have no idea. Like, I I don't know who the – maybe it is Darren Dunn from what I've seen some of the film. He can cover. He really can. But I don't know if he's an elite athlete at corner either. And in the Big 12, man, they got some, they got some dogs at wide receivers. Sometimes they're just freaks. And that, and we don't know this year if they got enough of those guys because a lot of wide receivers are leaving, but the Big 12 always reloads there. And you know Oklahoma has a ton too. So you can be a technician, but if you have an elite, uh, an elite trait, like I, was a, I wasn't an elite athlete, but I could run. Like my, I, had, I could just flat out fly. And so it, I could make up for mistakes that I made because I could run. So if I made a mistake at the line of scrimmage, there wasn't a lot of wide receivers out there that could – Bethel Johnson was probably the one guy I remember that if I got out of position, mm -hmm. he probably run right by me. But Bethel was – I think went to the combine around like a 4-3. Track like low 4-3. Yeah, you know what I mean? So those guys you had to watch. But if what is your elite skill? Maybe it's your, your length of your arms. Like Quentin Jammer, once he got his hands on you, he was done. His hips were bad, but he could run. He had great straightaway speed. So his thing was, all right, I got to get you at the line. Or once you get by me, I got a chance to make up speed. But if he got a, a wide receiver with really good routes that could – um, that was quicker than he was fast. It gave Quentin Jammer problems. He knew that, and you got to find. That's why putting him out at corner 
instead of at safety where sometimes he'd get lined up in the air raid Big 12 against a slot wide receiver, much more advantageous. Let him use the sideline. You know, there were just little things, I think, as a, you know, Coach Akina did this, right? That's why you end up with Nathan Basher and Ahmad Brooks at safety and me and Quentin Jammer at corners. It really didn't make sense in terms of the ideal prototypes. You know, but your safeties were smaller than your corners back then. That wasn't really the deal. But Texas was going up against a the air raid in its infancy, and they were trying to, and he was trying to solve a problem. And the problem was, I need guys that can cover on the field at all times. We'll uh, we'll, we'll teach the football stuff. I'll teach you how to run the lane. I'll teach you how to you know to to come down in um, you know and and set the edge. I'll teach you how to take on blocks. All that stuff we can teach. One thing you really it's hard to teach is how. If a guy that can flat out cover, can you cover? Can you just go out there and cover a guy man to man? Can you play cat defense? Go cover that cat. And he put all the, he found out his best cover guys were Nathan Vasher, Bod Brooks, me, Quentin Jammer at the time. We had young bucks coming in like a Huff Daddy and a Cedric Griffin, but he said, no, I'm going to put my best cover guys out there, period. And that was pretty much, that's what the 5 2 DB evolution, that's, that was kind of the, you know, I think that was the beginning of the genesis of it. And I think some of that, can still be applied today. You still need to find out who your best guys that can just flat out cover. So you know who to put in those situations and who you can depend on. You know, I, I think guys, there's to me, there's three position groups on this team. And we're talking, we're talking about one of them secondary, but I, I, I'm intrigued to see the competition. And I mean what I'm about to say in a good way. I don't mean it to knock anybody, but the secondary offensive line and wide receiver. I don't know that there's any truly elite player in one of those groups, but there's a lot of good players in those groups. And, you know, I wouldn't be shocked. Like on the offensive line, you could throw four or five different combinations at me and say, is that going to be the best one coming out of spring ball? And I could make an argument for probably each of the four or five. You could tell me who are you going to be your top, probably four or five wide receivers. And I think we know, I think we got a pretty good idea, like Troy O'Mary, Jake Smith, Jordan Whittington, Joshua Moore, that's probably your top four. But, you know, who's going to be five and six? You can sell me on three or four or five different guys for those two spots. And then, like, in the secondary, Rod, you brought up a couple guys. Is it, Are any of us going to be shocked if we get through spring ball and we hear, well, Keaton Crawford's probably the best corner we've got? Or, man, well, you've got you to gotta find a place for, for John A. Barron. Like, you need mm-hmm. to find a place for those guys. So, and, and, and a guy that we're not talking about, a guy who could fit in that safety mix rod, he was a nickel last year. Like, Anthony Cook is a guy that I, I think yeah. we've seen now doesn't yeah. have the elite athleticism to play corner in this league, but does he have the football IQ and, he, and, and maybe the instincts and the ability to track the ball, maybe to play safety? I don't know, but those three positions, offensive line, wide receiver, secondary, and we talked about, like, the rigidity of the receiver positions. There's so many, there's so many, like options you have on on what you can do. And, and Rod, to me, like basically what you're saying, and, and you can tell me if we're on the same wavelength. Like, listen, you talk about, and I agree with you. I don't know that there is like a Holton Hill or a Kane combined before this defense, like an elite cover guy. But it's almost, but it's almost like. The secondary to me right now, not knowing like what strides Keaton Crawford and Jody Barron, some of the younger guys can make a Jaron Thompson at safety. It's almost like right now, just looking at it on paper, it's like if you had an offensive line and you say, you know what, I've got, you know, four like front line, legit, really good guard types. Which of those two guard types could be my best tackles? 
You know, yeah. they're good players, maybe not ideal fits, good players, but I just need to I just need two guys to tackle. And maybe that's what Pete Kwiatkowski and, and Terry Joseph are gonna look at a corner, like, okay, we don't have like there's not a Pete Kwiatkowski can look at that and say, look, I don't have a Kevin King or Sidney Jones on this team right now, but uh, let me let me go see if I can find guys that are serviceable because they can at least be good players. I know I know I'm kind of all over the place, but Rod, do you, do you kind of want to get in? Like there are, I don't think there are elite options, but there are a lot of good options to where I think they can make it work and put a competent product on the field. Oh no, totally agree. No, no, no. It's and I, I'm not concerned that they don't have a, a good players. Um, and, and I, I'm not. That's not a concern. Or they're bereft of talent. Um, right, yet, right. Do they have that elite tool, that elite cover guy? That they know, okay, I can trust him on an island. If he ends up one on one, if they if they end up going three by one, and he's on the, the 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 single receiver side of the field, and they're trying to attack him, I know he can hold up if I got him in man coverage. I don't have to devote a, a safety over there so I can go two on one. I can have my safety still play it honest and uh, you know and, and help out the trip the three wide receiver the trip side. Right. It's you know, it's about it's about who can you trust in certain situations if they if Oklahoma in, in, in the red zone is trying to isolate that a certain corner, mm-hmm. which one can you trust in isolation? Right. Yeah. Which one do you say? All right. You know what? Go to the single wide receiver side. They're going to try to test you. You probably got an option route. It's going to be a got outside leverage. If you got inside leverage, it's probably going to be a fade. Um, I would I'd recommend you play it straight up and sit on the slant and react to the fade. You know what I mean? Like, who can you trust in those situations? And I'm trying to think if they have that guy. Josh Thompson is a good player. I don't, I, you know, I think he can be exploited. Uh, I think Deshaun Jameson is a is a really g- a great, you know, game breaker and a guy that can make a lot of plays. He changes the game because he's such his playmaking, ball, ha- ball hawking ability, but he can be exploited, as we have all seen. Um, I, I'm, I want that guy. I don't know if Darian Dunn's that guy. I don't know yeah. if Crawford's going to be that guy. I would I would be looking for him if I'm Kwiatkowski. And if I don't find him, fine. That's all right. Mm-hmm. He's not on campus, and that's okay. That's not, it's not a big deal. But I, I do wonder if there is a player of that caliber on, on the Texas campus. And if it's not, that's fine. I think he'll adjust the scheme to that. It's almost like, who, do you have a pass rusher? Do you got a guy that can just – do you got a guy that can just flat out rush the pass? Like, he's just mm-hmm. a natural pass rusher. All right? A lot of things you can teach in the technique. But we knew about Joseph Osai. Oh, no, he can just – he can just – he's got a motor. He can just go. He actually didn't even have any pass rushing moves. He was just yeah. – he still get to the, to, the, to the quarterback. It was crazy. I, you never watched him. He didn't have a repertoire of moves. Uh, he guys, he did. He was just his motor was unbelievably high, and he'd wear you out. And he had he had a great body, he had great bend at the hips, and he could get low, great pad level, great power to uh to speed transition, all those yeah. things. But he he was still raw. That's why the NFL loves him. They're like, dude, this was raw. He had been playing football for like ten years. He's raw as hell. So uh, you know, I, 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 do you have a pass rusher like that? So I'm trying to identify just natural elite traits, right? All these guys are great football players. They wouldn't be in Texas without it. Has one of those guys, like Anthony Cook, has he developed into a great technician that can just flat out cover? You know, have we developed a great pass rusher? Those are just things that I, those are two, like, really specific, um, I would say really specific assets of great defenses usually. Like one guy, like, dude, that dude, Jack, Jackson, man, Jackson Jeff Coat can just flat out rush the passer. Was Jackson Jeff Coat an NFL caliber player? No, no. But was he a pass, great pass rusher? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, doesn't always Carrington bind him, right? You just brought him up. He, he played in the NFL for he got a cup of coffee, but he wasn't like a great NFL talent. But the guy can cover. You know what I mean? Like you can trust yeah. him to just cut. So there's certain guys like, oh, can that guy can he actually perform this task really well? Then you can you can kind of build parts of your defense, the infrastructure around. Oh no, that guy can perform that task over and over again all day, every day. And that's what they have with me and Jess. Like, no, those guys can cover man to man. Don't even worry about those wide receivers out there. Build the defense yeah. from now the, the central nervous system of it. You ain't got to worry about them. They can play zero coverage. They can play man coverage. Help everybody else out. Those two guys can just flat out cover. They're playing bump and run. So the quarterback better get the hell out of his hands. Uh, they're going to disrupt the timing. Like, it was built around certain principles because, you know, you had certain guys that can, that can perform certain tasks. And that's what I'm trying about. Find I'm the right now. I'm taskmaster. I'm just looking for those guys. If you don't have those guys. It's really tough to build a defense because then you have to manufacture all that stuff, and you can't match manufacture everything at one time. That's when you become exploitable. Yeah, because that's where you're talking about those elite skill players. It becomes like if you have that cover corner, it can be sort of that fulcrum, the pivot point of your whole defense. You can then from there build everything else out or in. And it's the same thing you say you don't have that. You have it on the D-line. Well, then you can understand that, all right, I'm going to have to build everything around having, say, the elite uh, pass rush or have an elite ability to stop the run. And just whichever strength you have, Exactly, and be able to pivot off of that. So even say you don't have a great uh, shutdown corner, but you have a guy that you trust that can switch. It basically be that five tool type DP, maybe a master of none, but a jack of all, whatever phrase you want to put by it. But he's the guy that then, whenever you face these Big Twelve offenses, and you know that they're trying to engineer a mismatch, and they want to get one DB on the outside, well, you know that he has the ability to maybe switch out and be able to be out of his normal position, yet still be uh, an effective player. So it's first of all finding those elite skills to have those pivot points, or then if you don't find which pieces are malleable that you can almost like if you're a chess piece type coach the way that Sark appears to be the way your boy Shano is and you sort of can see well no he's going to be it's not where we line up he's going to motion this guy over it's going to get this guy to have to bump out and then we're going to have the mismatch on the outside so maybe your strength can be having guys that cross train and understand multiple positions so you never feel like you're out of position but those are those questions in this offseason on a new staff with new players that I mean it can be like open up gifts on Christmas morning or you can show up and be like oh man I gotta go MacGyver on this and figure out ways to make it work we don't know yet but it'll be fun to watch hey Rod before we get out of here I want to get your take on one guy uh or really kind of that group of young guys that you know Jada Barron Keaton Crawford Jaron Thompson I, I don't know if we saw enough of those guys last year but maybe more so Jaron Thompson like did you see anything out of any of those young guys that made you feel like ooh, I can't wait to leave that guy to the spring ball yeah I like Thompson um, yeah I like Jaron Thompson yeah um big yeah I mean I, I thought he was raw there was some you know missed tackles and you know, a couple of issues probably like in running the alley as a as a young safety but he's got some ball hawk in him yeah. Always seems to have a great instinct to know to how to read the quarterback. So I, I do. I like him. I think he's a good young player. And I think they got, you know, they, they have some, I think they should be making a lot more plays on the ball. They seem to have a lot of opportunistic players in the secondary now because, you know, guys who, because even with, you know, B.J. Foster, I know he did it with a club on his hand. B.J. Foster's a great instinctual. <laughs> 
Right. It, it, whether yeah. he'd be around a line of scrimmage, and they remember remember how great he was at timing out his blitzes, right? He was yeah. he was natural at it. I mean, I, I mean, I know people complain about Todd Orlando bringing blitzes from you know from Bastrop, but he was really he was a natural. He was naturally good at it. his instincts are probably one of his best qualities. So you know, I th- I think what Quitkowski's gonna do with a lot of these guys, and what what I'm talking about is identifying something specific, but he's a great football mind. He's a problem solver. He's going to identify what the strengths are, and he's going to build the, the the philosophy around those players uh, specifically. So that's, right. I think, what he's going to end up doing. I think it's going to be the defensive tackle specifically, so Texas is going to be really good at stopping the run. And, you know, DeMarvion Overshown, I think, is going to turn into an, an all-conference player. And those strengths of being able to stop the run and make teams one-dimensional, I think it's going to be really where the, the formula starts. Now, can the secondary hold up, and can you rush the passer? If the secondary can't hold up in coverage, can you rush the passer enough to be able to neutralize the passing game? That's going to be the question. I think Texas is going to be able to stop the run next year with that defensive line. Yeah. They get. Can, they, can they neutralize the pass once teams become one-dimensional? That's why you better find either a pass rusher or a guy that can flat out cover. That's what that's what the task is going to be. Well, Rod, you mentioned pass rushers, and uh, that's where we'll pick it up next week. We'll continue to work our way through this roster, through this depth chart, uh, before spring practice starts on March 23rd, and then we'll actually have. Well, guys, we're not that far away from having actual on-field stuff in the Steve Sarkeesian era to talk about. So uh, oh, the countdown, awesome. the countdown is on. Uh, Matt, thanks for everything, man. You're more than welcome. Rob, do you appreciate the time and the knowledge? Anytime, brother. Anytime. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For Matt, for Rod, for everybody at the Austin Radio Network and the Horn, uh, live, local, and digital on the Horn app and hornfm.com, where you can hear Rod B on the triple option each and every weekday from 3 to 7. Famous book. You can also get myself and Craig Way each and every weekday on Light the Tower from 10 to noon. And thanks to Matt, you can get all of our archives. Our classic interviews and shows are available on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. Subscribe to Longhorn Blitz anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Horns 24-7 Podcast. Click the subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review to get every episode of the flagship State of Recruiting and Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I'm Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.